Hello and welcome to the Logistics Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Cliff. When you travel through the Midlands, whether by railway or by road, you'll see dozens of new warehouses springing up. And with the demand for industrial space set to double by the end of this decade, it's not hard to see why. What's frustrating, though, is to see a complete lack of solar panels on the roofs of new builds. The conversion of light into electricity, or photovoltaics, has been understood for well over a century, but grid-connected systems weren't used until the 1990s. There's a common misconception in the UK that we don't get enough sunlight for photovoltaics to be viable. And while it's easy to believe, especially during grey July days, the reality is that solar energy is already powering homes and businesses across the country, saving money on electricity bills and even selling excess energy back to the national grid. Regular listeners may remember today's guest from an earlier episode, which celebrated the launch of a new company providing solar solutions to the warehousing sector. A year on from the birth of ASG Energy Services, Tony Gresty remains committed to showing our industry that solar power is the way to go. I'll let him tell you about his journey. I'll take you back to 1996, so a long time ago, and I started a company called ASG Services Limited, as it was at the time, and we started labelling people's racking. So that was how it all sort of got started. We then went into line marking, then into safety, then into barriers. So we ended up with a labelling and ID and a safety division. Went through various iterations. The company's now called Westbrook Industrial. We've got a trade brand called Warehouse Partners. We have an end user brand called ASG Services. Fast forward to 2017, we move into this building here. So we move from Unit 8 to Unit 3 Easter Court. We need to do the internal fit out. My chairman at the time, my mentor at the time, put me in touch with a guy called Gary Brandwood. Gary came down with a guy called Ian. We remapped the warehouse lighting and we took the old lights out and we put UFOs into round round LED lights that looked like UFOs, funny enough. So come early 2021, Gary Brandwood, who owns Perfect Sense Energy, joined a peer-to-peer group I'm involved with called the Manufacturers Alliance and he joined my group. So all of a sudden, Gary becomes sort of back in my sort of consciousness again through monthly meetings, etc. But I sat down with Gary for breakfast on the Friday morning and we had a conversation around. I know an awful lot of people in warehousing. I've got a brand that's been there for 25 years. We've spent an awful lot of money developing it. And you know an awful lot about energy and you know an awful lot about solar and you know an awful lot about LED. But you're a generalist. You don't have a vertical market. It makes sense to me that we take your knowledge and our brand and skill, combine the two together and accelerate into the vertical market. What I've done well at over the years is take a relatively niche product and put it into the vertical market of warehouse and logistics. So this fits. It's a relatively niche product, you know, solar panels, et cetera, et cetera. The benefit of going into a vertical market is you can get well known because you've got vertical market marketing. So you've got specific exhibitions, specific trade magazines. I rang Tim at SEC, who used to be a director with us, and he went, oh, oh, uh, don't tell anybody, but we've been asked to deliver the sustainability zone at IMHF. There might be an opportunity. So on the 1st of May, we did. We decided we would, so we did start the company. But the, the pressure to start it actually came from If we're going to support the sustainability zone, we need to make a decision. So the the catalyst for doing it was, here's an opportunity to to lead the sustainability zone there. Are you going to do it or not? So it was like, all right, we're going to do that. So 
you know, we, we sort of bulk emailed our database and we came away from the exhibition with probably 30 to 40 very active conversations having taken place. And that has subsequently transpired into an incredibly large amount of work. Tony's clearly been keeping busy since IMHX, since the people he spoke with there were very keen to discuss solar panels for their warehouses. It's no surprise, really. The climate crisis cannot be ignored, and its effect on the world can only be lessened with immediate and radical action. Tony shared his view on the scale of the problem. The more I get involved with it, the more important I think it is, and the world is not taking it anywhere near seriously enough. And that will come in the next few years, but there's a few people who really do get it. So people like Dale Vince and, you know, there's the famous one, the Gretas and and people like that, but there's still an awful lot of people who don't think it's a, I think they're aware it's a problem, but they just don't realise how big a problem it actually is. It's an extraordinarily big problem. Perhaps that's stating the obvious, but Tony's right. The extent of the issue we are facing is beyond anything we've ever seen before. Everyone has their part to play and securing clean, renewable energy is of paramount importance. But how do you approach your landlord and ask for their permission to install a solar photovoltaic system on their warehouse roof? Tony recommends three avenues to explore. The first being asking the landlord to fund the process entirely. You might be surprised at what he had to say. Luckily now, most landlords are receptive to it. A lot of them are pension funds, there's a yield to be had. Then it's a discussion with the landlord about who owns it. Do they give the occupier the permission to own it, which is what we did here? My landlord said quite simply, we get money from the stock market to invest into properties. We make a return. So, yeah, we we have green credentials. If we don't count our carbon, we won't get as much money in the future. So the landlords are motivated, pension companies, etc. The vast majority of them are not lazy now. The, The in between one is you buy it, but you fund it. So, you you know, it's still your asset, but you borrow against it. So that's what we did. We borrowed £15,000 to put solar on, but we borrowed it over a longer period of the time than the return investment was. So it was cash positive in year one. So I get the benefit of it and I get positive cash. And the third one is, yeah, you give up the license to the roof. And that very much depends on where you are in the cycle. If you've only got a couple of years left, you're never going to put your own money on it. But you can still go and have a conversation with the landlord about do you want to do it? And then some landlords just put it on the roof because they want to make a, a return from selling the energy to the tenant. So we, we're working with CBRE and a couple of the landlords or a couple of landlords through the managing agents. When buildings go up, we're going to put solar on the roof. It'll, you know, prerequisite of moving into it. You've got to buy energy through the through a PPA agreement as well as some from the grid. Hopefully, the idea of asking your landlord to fund solar panels seems less intimidating now. It's definitely worth highlighting to them that surplus energy can be sold to the national grid. I asked Tony about how that would work. And what solar technologies are currently being developed? Believe it or not, solar isn't enhancing very quick. It's already happened. Panel efficiency doesn't improve very much year on year. Where there's real advancements is going to be in battery storage, which is coming down in price and going up in ability at the same time. So it's like computers used to be, you know. Computers will get faster and faster and faster, and the price was always £1,000 until it got to the point where you couldn't make them any quicker, and then the price of computers fell off the edge of a cliff. So we're still at this, trying to maintain the price, but they get better and better and better every time. So they become more viable just because the, the capacity is going up. So the scenario now is we have a very a very narrow bell curve of solar power, so we get an awful lot in the summer and almost nothing in the winter. So in order to find the sweet spot, we have to overproduce solar in the summer. Where do you put that? So you've got a night operation, you put it in a battery and you utilise what you generate during the day through a battery. 
but that's not particularly effective until you sell the grid balancing service of that battery back to the grid for them to use it in the winter. So in the winter, you go to the national grid. I've got this battery storage thing here. Do you want to use it? And the national grid pay you to put their power in it and take it out again when you don't need it. So this grid balancing thing is going to become very significant in the next few years. It will also come with grid balancing through your energy bill. So at the moment, most people have a daytime and a nighttime electrical bill. I don't know if you realise, but Octopus Energy, a couple of months ago, on a Monday or a Tuesday, if you didn't use any electric between six and half seven, you got a discount or whatever. That's the very, very early bit of grid balancing. Fully expect in a few years' time, eight bandings, and you will use energy as and when you need it, but also you'll turn the washing machine on when it suits you. And there'll be a lot of artificial intelligence in houses. If you've got solar, you might already have a battery at your house. If it's in the winter, you'll put grid power into your battery to use it to watch the telly at seven o'clock because you won't be able to afford it. So all this grid balancing is coming and that's the next big advancement where warehousing and logistics has a part to play. Thank you to Tony for sharing his expertise. You can learn more about solar power for warehouses by visiting asg-energy.co.uk or by listening to the Solar Panel podcast, which Tony hosts. Thanks for listening to the Logistics Podcast. Keep it moving.